And time on the break to have a chat with Demelza Leonard, a music expert, and in particular, chatting Nickelback. Demelza, thanks for having a chat with me today. Hi, Jared. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. So Nickelback, they've got some brand new material coming out. They've been around sort of about two and a half decades or so now. They're probably one of the biggest musical groups in the last two decades. And very polarizing because for some bizarre people, everyone always has them in their crosshairs when it comes to naming bands you don't like. It's bizarre, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? It's weird. It is. Well, Nickelback uh, is definitely up there with uh, one of the top bands that people don't like. And it's it's quite interesting because I think one of the reasons why this happens is because they just don't fit the mould of what you expect with a rock band. Um, but to be honest, it's all working in their favour. They've sold 50 million albums. They have six Grammy nominations to their name. You know, How You Remind Me is probably as irritatingly as it can be for some people, one of the most recognisable songs on the radio. And that came out in 2001. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, they've got fans. They've got a very, very, very vocal fan base. But, you know, I remember even sort of 2004, 2005, people were taking the mickey out of ha 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 you like Nickelback or you know I can't believe that you know you've gone to their concert or you've bought their albums this is this isn't new it's not a new phenomenon it's been going on for some time do you know when this whole Nickelback hatred thing began do you know it's not one specific moment and and to be honest I don't even think it was something that Nickelback intentionally did you know with a lot of artists and musicians these days there's that one specific thing that they've done whether it was release an album where it was whether it was upstage Taylor Swift on an award ceremony or something <laughs> that made people not like them or change their perception on on that particular artist however with Nickelback it really kind of stems from a few things that, that happened. And, and the first thing that happened was they kind of didn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for, didn't work in favour of heavy metal bands when they signed to the very well-known heavy metal label, Roadrunner, label, um, Roadrunner Records in uh, 1999. Now, they were a lot heavier than what we know them today, but they were still considered by, you know, the extreme heavy metal fans as, maybe a little bit more bubblegum compared to what the label, uh, the the, um, artist on that that the label stable was. And that kind of started uh, a little bit of the hatred. You know, why was this band now being signed to such an iconic Mm. record label? And, uh, you know, that was a small niche. Now, then in 2003, there was a joke on one of the shows on Comedy Central Uh, That was about, um, the joke was based around violent lyrics and how violent lyrics were, um, people should ban violent lyrics from songs. And the joke then went on that, okay, if we're banning violent lyrics, then someone should ban Nickelback because Nickelback makes me want to kill Nickelback. And that was the joke that ended up being played for quite a while. Um, I think it was a year or a couple of years as the promo for the show on the Comedy Central. And it kind of took off after there. That particular joke turned it into a thing to despise Nickelback. It almost like it, what everyone had thought of or, or kind of had at the back of their head, it brought those feelings to the fore. 
And then the memes started. And to be honest, Nickelback didn't kind of help either when they released uh, Rockstar in 2006, where they were calling out materialistic wannabe rock stars. <laughs> and then that just added to the, the, the fuel to the fire because even that song was named uh, 30, one of the 30 worst songs mm. ever written. It came number two to Limp Bizkit's Nookie. So when you you look at these types of events that have happened, it kind of all culminated in them becoming now one of the biggest memes when it comes to music. And I think, to be perfectly honest, the only person that would probably rival them on the meme um, side of things would be the rapper Drake. Yes, yeah. Very, very true. And the and the other ironic thing in this whole thing is a lot of Nickelback fans that I've spoken to actually rate Rockstar as one of their favourite songs. Yes, so, and there you go. When it came through mainstream, <laughs> uh, not necessarily, but for Nickelback fans, it was huge. Yeah, yeah, bizarre. I mean, it's they've they've used it well. They really have. They're laughing all the way to the bank with it. I think the only other artist I can kind of um, think has used their kind of notoriety to a positive level is poor old James Blunt. You know his yes. his Twitter <laughs> yes. wars have become infamous. You know I like that more than the music. So, <laughs> and I think I think when you look at the fact that it wasn't till 2012 where mm. Nickelback did actually cave and they started posting sarcastic comments on Mm. their Twitter. So Mm. if someone would have a a comment about it, then they would come back with it. And I mean, even with them teasing that uh, in 2020 they were releasing new music, Mm. they're basically, the tweet said, we're about to make 2020 even worse for you. (laughs) We're releasing new music. (laughs) So they did. They they kind of come to an understanding that they have to take the mickey out of themselves um, because that works in their favour. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they have success with the new single. Um, they've done a cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me that this new single is successful, more so because people have bought the single to troll their friends as opposed to purchasing it because they liked the song themselves. <laughs> it's definitely a bizarre piece of uh, pop culture infamy over the last two decades, that's for sure. And look, I don't think it's going to die off anytime soon. I think it's stuck with them. It's become that embedded in their careers now that they're never going to kill it off. Uh, you personally, do you like Nickelback? Uh, I'm going to put my uh, foot in it here. Uh, not necessarily, <laughs> but I understand uh, their popularity. <laughs> yes, very diplomatic. <laughs> Demelza, thank you so much for having a chat with us today. Thanks for having me, Jared. Get a new Havel from Country Auto's Havel and enjoy that new car smell, which sadly JB's rusted 1991 Daihatsu charade lost a long, 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 long time ago. Thanks to Country Auto's Havel. It's new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Eight past eight, we will play Smash for Cash very shortly, but first, time to find out what's been going on at Tamworth Regional Council with Mayor Cole Murray. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, JB. That's the way. Nice and frosty on the uh, the weekend, that's for sure. Some snow up at Hanging Rock, which was awesome to see. Very nice. Yeah, it sure was. It was, uh, you know, maybe the last hurrah for winter, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, the water situation, not too bad. We've cracked the 25% mark for Chaffee Dam, which, of course, is a trigger for us to go back to level four water restrictions. 
Yes, that's. Uh, I'm expecting that there'll be a, a notice on my desk this morning to sign off, and uh, so that um, would mean that next Monday we'd officially be back to level four restrictions. So, level four restrictions, JB, is not a whole lot different to level five, but it does allow us a little bit, a little more water uh, per person. Essentially, uh, you know, the personal use target raises from uh, 150 litres per day to 200 litres per day. So still no outside watering. Uh, still, you know, we still need to be very mm-hmm. uh, very much aware of our, our limited supplies, but yeah. um, heading in the right direction. Yeah, no, exactly right. It's also important to note at the moment too that we aren't drawing any um, water residentially from Chaffee Dam at the moment. It's still coming from Dungowan Dam, which is overflowing pretty much at the moment. Yeah, look, it's really good. It is a, you know, it's quite a good catchment up there when when you have good seasons, and um, we have been drawing water from there for the last few weeks, and we'll continue probably for the next uh, five to six months. So that uh, will also mm. certainly help help with uh, Chaffee Dam getting every ounce of water we can. There's currently around seventy five megalitres per day flowing in, and only three megalitres per day being released. So. Every every day we're getting a little bit more in the bank and uh, certainly looks a whole lot better than it did uh, 12 months ago. Any um, plans, um, you know, once the dams fall again, of any amendments to that uh, drought management plan at all to revise the triggers for the water restrictions? Yes, absolutely, J.D. It is uh, under, under the, the plan council has it subject to review every five years or after any, you know, significant yeah. drought. So yeah. we would anticipate having having a revisit. And um, um, from, from myself personally, I don't know that we need a whole lot uh, different. The, you know, there's a quite a bit of commentary about uh, from members of the community about, you know, the restrictions should stay in place longer, which, um, you know, is... It's certainly a responsible way to view, but um, the the way the drought management plans were at twenty five percent on the way up, they reduced to to level four, and then at thirty percent on the way up, they reduced to level three. Well, when we get to thirty percent, that's half of the old Chaffee Dam, so yeah. it's, you know it represents a fair amount of water, and um, you know the fact that our drought management plan has got us through this last drought. Um, albeit with some really significant assistance from the New South Wales government in terms of the um, you know the emergency uh, planning legislation and the, and the new pipeline from Chaffee to Dungown. So, you know, that all makes a bit of difference. Yeah. Um, on the way back down, we'll, you know, if, if we were to come into dry times again, uh, Level 5 would be reinstated at 20% under the current plan. So... Probably, um, you know, certainly worthy of a, of a review and, um, you know, getting some feedback from members of the community. But um, the, one of the interesting things, JB, that's happening is um, Water New South Wales are proposing to construct a new pipeline from the Dungan Village into Tamworth. That's yep. part of the, the new Dungan Dam pipeline, part of that funding that was allocated for Dungan Dam. So that's proposed. Who I think they've got a target start date of October, um, so that'll mean that we'll have a you know a, a higher capacity service from Chaffee yeah. Dam right through to Tamworth. Now uh, 
But we get away from that uh, 70-year-old, you know, limited capacity yeah. pipeline, that, um, the old Ungian Dam pipeline. Yeah, fantastic. So that, that, yeah, yeah, that's uh, proposed to start in October. So that's also good news for the future. Yeah, no, exactly right. That's it. Uh, very important, we just focus on as well uh, COVID-19. While we haven't had many cases here in uh, in Tamworth for people to continue to, of course, be vigilant when it comes to social distancing and everything else. Yeah, look, it sure is, JB. And I think, um, you know, it's super important for anyone that has to travel outside the region that, um, you know, that they they do all those, um, follow all those health recommendations for social isolating, the, you know, personal hygiene, the masks, et cetera, um, so that uh, we, don't, we don't have it imported back into our region. Um, you know, it's really great that we've had four months uh, of COVID-free status now and uh, hopefully we, we stay that way. Yeah, no, exactly right. That's it. Mayor Cole Murray, thank you so much. That was a brilliant chat. Very fascinating about all things to do with water restrictions and, and future planning there. And we'll chat again in a fortnight's time. Thanks, David. Look forward to it. Not a drama at all. Mayor of Tamworth Regional Council, Cole Murray. 14 past eight, smash for cash time. $190 could be also spent at Harvey Norman. Tell me what you think I'm breaking there. Six seven six double two nine nine. Give me a call right now. One hundred and ninety dollars could be yours to spend at Harvey Norman on the Rings Road. All Havels come with a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Sadly, for our boss JB doesn't. JB for breakfast. The country autos have it's new car thinking. Ninety-two point nine. Happy Monday, Tony. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Very well. Uh, round 15 of the NRL uh, got underway on Thursday night. The Eels smashing the Storm 14 zilch. Yes, the first time in six years that anyone has kept a Storm tryless. Wow. Pointless on a zero. Crazy. So, yeah, if you if you didn't get that tip right, like, you're not... You're not that out of the yeah. ordinary. Mind you, the Storm were completely injury depleted, but the Eels had absolutely phenomenal defence yeah. throughout the entire game. So it was a good one. I have a feeling I might have tipped the Eels. Did you? I think. Yeah, I think. I listened. I'm pretty sure Caleb, I think, in our footy tips on Thursday was edging towards the Eels. He was a bit concerned about the Storm and their injuries and how that yes. was going to impact them. So I'm pretty sure I tipped the Eels. Did you? So I think I'm right there. Yeah, oh, you righty. didn't. I did not. No, no there you go. Need to listen the, to Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I've been doing a lot better than Caleb. Yes. <laughs> I am as well. <laughs> but it's no fun me doing the footy dips. Caleb's handicapped by his love of his own team. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, the Panthers, 38 to the Sharks, 12. Not surprising there. Yeah, no, this is a new record for the Panthers. 10 consecutive yeah. wins. It's a club record. Um, they're now three points clear at the top of the ladder, yeah. so they're pretty like secure there for the minor premiership. Um, excellent game, even with injuries. Like, their bench is just lined up with excellent players. So yeah. they're definitely a contender this year. Uh, the other Friday game, the Dragons winning over the Broncos. Uh surprising one here sadly for the Broncos they were doing really yeah, really well yeah. um, to get themselves a win but unfortunately the Dragons were just too strong yeah. I do though think this was Katoni Staggs for the Broncos try he ran 75 metres pushing off three or four defenders <laughs> it's definitely going to be like a 
contender for try of the year, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. And it looks like Anthony Seabold's taken the million-dollar deal. Yeah, That's interesting one. Yeah. He's been offered a million-dollar deal. Yeah. It's hard because it's like if they... If he doesn't take the deal, mm. I have a feeling they probably have to pay out the rest of his contract. Mm. So it's mm. kind of like, I don't know, do you take the million and run and get rid of the like media speculation or do you wait for them to fire you yeah. and then potentially get the rest of your payout? Yeah, that's a good point. The other Saturday game was the Raider, Raiders winning over the Titans. Yeah, an absolute masterclass from Jack Whiten here. Uh, I think the Titans, the scoreline doesn't really reflect how like they played because they did do quite well, but I think missing Jai Arrow is the kind of glue that pulls that defence together back there. So the Raiders are uh, consecutive fourth position there with that win. Uh, the Roosters winning over the West Tigers. Yes, the Roosters back on form after a couple of weeks of being yeah. a little shaky. Uh, both Morris brothers, the twins, it was actually their birthday on the weekend. And for the first time ever, they both scored two tries each in oh, a wow. game. So that was very nice for them. Uh, but, yeah, excellent game from the Roosters there. The Rabbits smashing the Seagulls. This was, the, I think, the ultimate game all weekend. It was an absolute display of rugby league. It was 38-0 at half time. Yeah. with Adam Reynolds had, like, an impeccable kicking game. Uh, Wayne Bennett was back after his two-week isolation from his COVID-19 breach. It was all smiles. And then after the game, like, he is known for being grumpy. Yeah. And then after the game at the press conference, he was like reflective and happy and saying how grateful he was to be a part of the game. I was like, what happened in isolation and where have you stashed the real Wade Bennett? It was a lot. But, yeah, 56 to yeah. 16 is an absolute huge score. Manly just not got their shit together. Warriors smashing the Bulldogs on Sunday. Yeah, that was an interesting one. So there was a bit of a slow first half there for the Warriors. Um, they were down 10-0 and then they just came back in the second half, which was amazing. Gets them on a good stead for when they return to Tamworth this yeah. weekend coming. That's right. Unbelievable. That's flown around quick. And finally, Sunday, the final game, the Knights getting a win over the Cowboys. So the second game with a scoreless team here was a 12-0 win. Not a great game, to be honest, from the Knights. If they continue to play like that, I don't think they have much hope coming into the finals. Um, a feared ACL injury for Blake Green, which is super disappointing. Would have been great to see him this mm. weekend mm. against his old team, the Warriors. A little bit of rivalry there, but unfortunately it looks like a serious injury for him. Um, it was the first time that the Knights have won three games in a row this season, so that's good. However, their team just wasn't working. Still got a win, though. They did. So we, <laughs> oh, oh, my... As a Knights fan, a win is a win. We will take it. But from an analytical yes. point of view, yes. not the best. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll get uh, Caleb's footy tips on uh, Thursday and another NRL wrap-up again from Tony next Monday, 18 past 7 here at 92.9.